Holiday Let Success, episode number eight. The definitive guide to holiday let success. From interviews with successful holiday homeowners and industry experts to useful and usable ideas, resources and discussion. Hello and welcome to Holiday Let Success. I'm your host, Elaine Watt. I've got a great interview for you today. I chatted to a fab guest, Louise Brace. Louise is from RentalBuzz from Spain-Holidays.com. She looks after the whole blog, which supports holiday homeowners of properties in Spain. So she knows the Spanish market extremely well. She's lived there for 14 years. She was great to chat to. And our subject today is a really exciting one. It's about gay friendly accommodation. Now, I wanted to make sure that all holiday home owners have the opportunity to understand exactly what the gay or LGBT traveller is looking for in a holiday and what we can do as holiday homeowners to ensure that we are inclusive of all, welcoming of all, and that we are meeting the needs of all of our guests. So it's a great subject and Louise really knows her stuff. So let's head on over there now and I will speak to you at the end. Thank you for listening. It gives me a huge pleasure today to welcome Louise Brace to the podcast. Hi, Louise. How are you? I'm very good. Hi, Elaine. Hi. Nice to have you here. Okay, so Louise is a member of the team over at SpainHoliday.com. She's the editor of Rental Buzz, which is a division of Spain Holiday set up to share the knowledge that she and her team have accumulated over 13 years in the holiday industry in Spain. Welcome, Louise. Tell us a bit about yourself and about the business. Okay. Um, well, I've, I've lived in Spain for 14 years. Um, I'm from London. Um, I worked for most of my life in sort of the media and communications industry in London. And, and I came here um, and I spent nine years um, with my own communication and, and PR agency. So I was kind of improving the dialogue between uh, Spanish and expat markets. Um, I, I had several clients that working in like the over 50s travel market, so resorts which were catering for um, over 50s and retirement holidays. And there I started to really get interested in, in vacation rentals. So I, I from about sort of nine, 10 years ago, I was looking at the vacation rental industry. And then around six years ago, I started um, freelance writing for Spain Holiday and, and and another vacation rental site and that's really where sort of my career um, in the industry uh, started and um, it's been about a year and a half ago that I've been working with the project which is Rental Buzz and the idea with Spain Holiday and Rental Buzz was really to create a destination um, for homeowners and for property managers in Spain to stay informed and to stay educated about our industry here. We're recognised now as being one of the leading sources, for example, covering regulations, the new regulations that are being introduced for holiday rentals in Spain. And and like yourself, we like to work with innovators and experts to bring out our clients' kind of market intelligence to help them improve their business. That's great because doing things like that, it really gets the information out there that lots and lots of holiday homeowners would just not have access to at all. So that that's amazing. And I love the blog. I love Rental Thank Buzz. You. I think it's so good. You're welcome. It's, it's 
very very good it's so it's so in-depth and you you clearly know the market very very well over in Spain so great to, to chat to you today thank you so much for inviting me you're you're welcome um so looking at rental buzz yes. you've written several articles um, on the holiday let vacation rental markets and one of the most recent ones which we're going to have a chat about today is gay friendly accommodation mm. now I mean we touched on it as we were talking before we started recording and we both agreed that it's a really important topic for, for holiday homeowners well, so we're going to talk about the changes that are happening in the travel industry in this area so again as, as Louise reported in her article there's been many advances in legislation defending rights, equal rights for the LGBT or lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender population. Now, this results in a greater understanding and mutual tolerance between communities, which can only be good for everybody. In a similar way that you did in your article, Louise, for the purposes of this interview, we'll use the term gay-friendly, unless we chat specifically about an individual community. So, Louise, can you tell us what changes you've seen in the vacation industry as a result of advances and changes in this specific area? Well, I think there are really um, two major changes or really points to make about the travel industry um, since advances in legislation. And, and really, it's about the open acceptance of this population. Um, what you have now are dedicated travel channels for this market. So you've got um, resorts, which are resorts for um, for the gay population. You have cruises, you have specific tours and specific activities, which until a few years ago, um, this just wouldn't have been the case. Also, I think that what really is most important is is with the emergence of the out gay travel industry, it really means that we have a lot more data to work with about the market. So although there actually might not be so many changes in the habits of um, the LGBT traveller, um, actually what it means is that we've been able to survey the travellers. Uh, we found out a lot more about what they do, how they travel and what they enjoy when they're on holiday. Um, and that really means that as, as a travel industry, as a, a general travel industry, we can really move forward in improving um, you know, travel options um, for gay travellers. Uh, and that can only be for the good absolutely yeah of the the whole the whole travel industry and and everybody involved i also i think it it's it's going to make it easier for for holiday homeowners to have access to this sort of information so they can ensure that they're inclusive of of everybody yeah i mean there's so i mean when i when i started to write this article um i was actually taking it in, in a, a completely different route from from what it turned out in the end, um, but there was so there really is a lot of information. There are a lot of surveys. They're they're very good surveys. That they're done by by very important associations um, and, and and agencies that work within the LGBT market. Um, so there's lots of information that you can find um, and, and look at ways perhaps if you want to take your business in this direction, um, or just really find out about this traveller. There are very very important market it's good to have a background of you know what they're doing how they're traveling yeah and some, some of the research that you you've done actually suggests that outwardly gay tourists spend an awful lot of money on travel can you tell us some of the financial figures from your from your findings yeah i mean this again i mean what one of the one of I, I, I read this headline um which was uh, gays are the world's highest spending tourists and that was the, the first 
you know, it was a, a, the headline that provoked me to find out more and to write the article. Um, before you look at the financial value of this um, travel market, um, it's important to actually put into context the, context the size of the market. So um, it, according to um, GETA, which is the Gay European Tourism Association, there are um, just over 26 million out gay people in Europe, which is about 2.6% of the total population. Now, even though that's actually a, a small proportion of the market, it's relatively small, their spending power is actually disproportionately large. So you're looking at um, only 2.6% of the total population, but who are the world's highest spending tourists. Um, it, in a survey that Getter um, produced, travel expenditure in Europe was estimated at around 50 billion euros per year. Um, and that actually doesn't take into consideration travelers which are coming from, for example, the US or Asia. Gay and bisexual men uh, took on average, took on average of seven trips last year. When I say last year, actually this survey was done in 2013. So we're looking at a survey which was looking at um, holidays taken in 2012. So seven trips a year, that was about four holidays, leisure trips and three to four business trips. And then if you looked at, uh, they did the survey also for lesbian couples, they took a similar amount of leisure trips, but slightly less business trips. So we're looking at kind of seven holidays or seven trips a year. So imagine if those seven trips were looking at vacation rentals over hotels. Yeah, so it's it's a very it's a hugely changing area and the the fact that you've got these sorts of figures now means that we can really as holiday homeowners ensure that we're we're attracting this community. Yeah. So there's some amazing information that you've just shared with us there. And, and it's a huge you know, industry. I mean, you know, it really is. And it, 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 as I said, it's what provoked me to think, wow, you know, what can we do? Is there anything we can do? And that really was my question when I started out doing the research for the article. Is there anything? Yeah. Is there a difference, a distinction? You know, we'll talk about some of those those things now I mean then there's an awful lot of information you have come across which is which is great and I mean we, we were talking before as well although that there's a huge market that can't be ignored and this whole topic um, I think we both agree that we feel it's less than about the economic factors and it, it's more about doing the right thing when accommodating the gay community sure. so what differences are there between what gay travelers want from a holiday home and what heterosexual travelers want from a holiday home if any mm -hmm. okay I'm really going to say this in, in one word but then I will kind of um, add a bit to it but um, in one word nothing okay the differences really in what they want from a holiday home are nothing um, in, in general gay travelers they, they don't actually feel a particular need to seek out recognized gay friendly establishment establishments there are, of course, travellers who want to holiday with like-minded people and therefore actually they may choose a gay-focused holiday like a gay cruise or a tour or a special resort. Um, and in that case, really, then we're not competing. But the majority of travellers, they will just search on the same channels based on their traveller type rather than their their sexual preference. Um, it, that actually has nothing to do with what they they choose when they book a holiday so actually um, it's everything to do with one's education with their love of meeting people with their love of food sun sand culture or sport that is what a gay traveler 
will look for in a holiday. So what differences do they look for in accommodation? Nothing. So same top quality, high end, just making sure the holiday homeowners are doing their absolute best to make sure their property is perfectly presented and beautifully welcoming and and they would do for any client um you know when in 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 another survey when you look at a traveler type um gay traveler types were described exactly the same as heterosexual travelers so they were warm weather travelers they were urban travelers they were adventure or cultural travelers luxury travelers so as a holiday homeowner you know it's really about kind of building creating that desire around your home what there is to offer um, in your local region which will bring in a type of traveler regardless of whether they're a gay traveler a heterosexual traveler a transgender traveler so that's given us a lot to to think about so has any of your research shown that that gay tourists have actually come up against prejudice in this industry at all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um when when I started to write the article, um, it was very important to me to speak to to friends because um, I, I'm 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 not gay, um, I'm heterosexual, um, so I needed to understand um, the market from from people obviously that were gay. Um, so I spoke to several friends, um, both who are gay and actually frequent travellers, um, and frequent travellers both for pleasure and for business. What they told me is that they very, very rarely come up against discrimination, which is was fantastic to hear. Um, when you look at the case of hotel accommodation, really, they came up against no discrimination at all. Because when you think about a hotel, um, it's run by staff who actually care very little for the preferences of their individual guests. They just get paid. They do a job and they go home. Um, so they had no discrimination whatsoever. Um, when we talked right. a little bit more in depth about, for example, holiday rentals and also bed and breakfast, which were run directly by owners, then there was slightly a, a slightly less positive feedback from them. Um, but I do say very slightly. And I think um, it really is about the the attitude of an owner, um, about the first impression that we give um, when we greet a guest. And we might actually greet a guest, we might actually greet five lads who are 20 and um, you open the door and you think, oh my God, what are they going to do to our holiday rental? And you have that kind of, it's a very, it's a a first reaction. So they they explained to me that sometimes, very, very, some, you know, not very often at all, some owners had greeted them with a fleeting look of surprise or or were hesitant in their welcome. Um, Also, some people that I spoke to felt that they needed to explain up front that they were gay um, or it actually hide it. So if they were in a mixed group of friends, um, they they actually hid it because they actually felt that it might be a a cause of problem on arrival. Um, They had been in in situations where there was that kind of look of surprise. And so it had made them feel a little bit unwelcome um, for the rest of the holiday. Um, What one contact um, mentioned to me that they had stayed in a bed and breakfast in Scotland and and their initial welcome wasn't that great. Um, Once they had um, started chatting with the owner, actually, she was fine. um, But she said that she admitted that she she didn't care, um, but she was worried about the other guests. What, what they were thinking. So she was more worried about what they thought than actually her 
you know having a problem yeah i understand i mean it's it's um it's difficult for homeowners to know how best to to prepare for mm-hmm. a situation where the, there's a gay traveler or gay couple arriving mm-hmm. purely because of those reasons it is more likely that they're more worried about other people than um than actually their own attitudes towards the couple absolutely i mean we talk you know we talk about you know equality and mutual tolerance and and really we have moved forward in in leaps and bounds but you know unfortunately there does still exist some preconception um surrounding habits and 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 actually gay travelers aren't surprised when they come across you know prejudice which is kind of really outdated um but it does go back to, I think, to what we just mentioned. It's not really a question of sexuality. Um, it's a question of the, the traveler's type. So, you know, as a ho- homeowner, what we do that a hotel would never do is, is actually vet our, our guests. So you might not accept a booking from five lads who were like 18 to 20, whether they were gay or heterosexual. So, um, you know, it really is thinking about the type of traveller that's coming rather than what is their sexual preference. I see more and more holiday homeowners making it clear in their their listing, their information about their property, that they are gay friendly, or is it still taking time to filter through? Or or do you really think that some holiday homeowners actually might worry? I mean, following on from the conversation we've just had about adding gay friendly to their advertising. I mean, do you think they they feel it may be better to treat everyone with the same high standard? Again, back to what we were saying, whoever they are without necessarily making that comparison? I, I, I believe so. Um, firstly, I absolutely haven't seen more holiday homes advertised as gay-friendly. Um, this is actually a really new topic for me as well. Um, it's one I wanted to tackle. Um, initially, because I actually imagined presenting ways that you could um, in, you know, define your marketing for 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 gay travellers, or you could do something to improve your rental um, to attract this type of traveller. And actually, what the article in the end works out is that there really is very little that you should do, unless a, a traveller is looking for a gay-focused holiday, then they won't be expecting anything different from the accommodation. Um, I do agree. Um, absolutely with what you've just said as well that um, I think that some owners may worry about adding a message they feel that they might be alienating um, you know kind of their you know heterosexual travelers Um, but I do believe um, that there are ways that we can do this without actually alienating anyone Um, it's funny when one homeowner actually commented to me the other day they'd read the article and I just really wanted to kind of mention this as their, their whole comment they said that they had recently been surprised about um, they'd received an inquiry from prospective clients who felt the need, need to actually state that they were gay. Um, and the homeowner said, I was really pleased to know more about them, where they're from, their names. And, and I understood their reason for stating that they were gay. However, if I had never known, I would have welcomed them just the same as I welcome everyone else. And I think really that's the whole point it, it really is about the owner's attitude um, you know you welcome your guests you do everything you can for your guests you welcome every guest exactly the same yeah completely completely agreed so you know with no alienation as that absolute 
goal mm. whoever visits that type that property exactly. whoever comes to stay with you you're still the host they're still the guests yeah I mean you just you know make them feel relaxed and make your welcome authentic and respectful and, and really all-inclusive to all guests very very good points so so is there any other findings that your your research brought up that you could share with us today yeah I'm low I mean there were some really nice ones um really that um rest and relaxation is the main motivator for any LGBT holiday um LGBT travelers or gay travelers um they're very loyal customers um they tend to return to a destination or to accommodation where they have had a happy a welcoming experience they're very much um, the, uh, into gastronomy, the arts and cultural heritage, that all of those activities, they feature very highly on their list of preferences when they choose a destination. Once gay travellers become parents, the importance of family and child-friendly destinations and accommodation take preference or precedence over gay friendly so you know they may be looking for family friendly or child friendly um, holiday rentals um, on the flip side as um, gay travelers have are less likely to have children they're actually not confined to the school calendar so you know if you're looking to fill off peak weeks then this is a really great market to be to be marked to pr be promoting yourself to more gay couples booked private um, rented holiday rented holiday rental residences for wedding their wedding receptions and actually booked hotels. So you know marketing you know your if you have a really beautiful home for you know, weddings wedding receptions this is a really great way of attracting these travellers. Um, and as we really talked about from the beginning, they 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 tend to have a greater buying power. So they not only show a higher tendency to travel, um, but actually they also tend to spend more money on activities and eating out and other holiday items. So this is also a great traveller for your for your local economy. You've really found out an awful lot of information, so I really appreciate you sharing all of this with <laughs> us with us here. Information. It, it was so such an interesting um, subject to research. It is. It is, and as soon as I, you know, as soon as I saw your your article on on Rental Buzz, I really thought it's definitely something that's so little addressed. Mm -hmm. And uh, and as we've mentioned before, maybe holiday homeowners actually don't know how to go about addressing it or preparing. Well, have you ever thought about it? Really? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Very much so. So I'm really pleased to hear everything that that you've that we've come across so far in that. Mm -hmm really continuing to just welcome, ensure that you're giving the best experience possible to your guests seems to be the overriding criteria. Yeah, I mean, also, I think that um, really what owners can do, um, which uh, which was feedback that I received, is that, um, you know, before they before your guests have even arrived, just be really open and friendly and welcoming in in the in the holiday rental marketing that you do in your descriptions about your your property. Talk really about what you personally enjoy. Bring your personality through um, in the marketing you you do, um, and really build up your local area and and the interests and the recommendations that you have. Because again, this is what's going to be bringing in a, a, a traveller type. You know, uh, an urban traveller, an adventure traveller, a gastronomy traveller. Um, you know, rather than a gay traveller. So you know just be really I think really personal bring your personality through in in your marketing 
Yeah, and if your personality shows and you're approachable, friendly, and that, that will attract anybody to you, exactly. whoever, whoever they are, which is the, the ultimate, ultimate uh, goal in a holiday home. Yeah, yeah. I, I think going back to what the, the other the homeowner said, you know, if I'd known, we would have welcomed them just the same as we welcome everyone else. And that's really the most important thing. Perfect. So, I mean, I was going to sort of touch on the day-to-day running of a holiday home. I mean, but you've just given us, as holiday homeowners, some awful lot of really, really good <laughs> tips, which, uh, you know, whatever market. So, so thank you for those. Very, very much so. Um, but do you have a, a guiding philosophy or principle that you teach to all your holiday homeowners through your blog? Um, we really try to focus, um, you know, there are like two, three or four points that we really try to focus on. Um, um, one is to really build the dream. Um, so, you know, when, when travellers are booking um, their holiday, they're really not focused on accommodation. Um, they're focused on, on finding the destination that suits the, their dream holiday. Um, so really, you know, kind of this whole um, concept of insider's guide, whether it be a Google story or, a, you know, something you do on your own website, um, just really build that whole dream around your accommodation rather than just focusing on the bricks and mortar that is your holiday rental. Always be available um, because I get so many guests which feedback that they didn't see or hear from the owner or from the agent during their stay. I just think it's so important to be welcoming, to make sure that somebody is there when they arrive, in, if it's possible, and because it really is all about first impressions. I think that that first five minutes can really make their holiday. Um, and another thing is, is really to put yourself in the guest's shoes. Um, we, we've done loads of surveys talking to guests about, you know, really what, what makes a holiday rental for them. Um, and travellers choose a holiday home because they're looking for that home from home experience. And it's not that you have to kind of deck your home, I think, with, you know, the most expensive items or, you know, utensils. But just make sure that everything you would expect to find your guest will find it's really silly things like you know guests said in survey said you know they hated it when they came in and there wasn't like a baking tray or a you know a decent set of utensils or a, a mattress topper or you know it's just those little extra comforts it's like that yeah. five star home from home that you make people feel like they're at home and that they enjoy um, their their holiday more and take decent photos <laughs> and not just of your home but of the local region as well and a nice you know dish I mean we're in Spain so it's nice to take a picture of lunch on the beach or you know just you know take great photos and and take great photos of what's going on around the the home so even the photo section actually goes back to building the dream by taking the photographs of the local area showing the activities that that are available i mean in spain where you are you've got the beach you know you've got the mountains just behind we have yeah and also city there's country Yeah, I mean, everything that, you know, really build that dream. And and also, you know, when you're out off peak season, you know, put pictures of what's going on in your local area at Christmas, you know, deck your house out as for Christmas. So, you know, people really buy into, wow, you know, this is where I want to be for Christmas. You know, look at this house. It's got a Christmas tree. It's got 
Christmas lunch on the beach if you know you're in a hot country or you know so be seasonal about it talk about what festivals are going on um but yeah I think just build that dream really yeah great advice and thinking about the home from home people are coming self-catering if they're coming to a holiday home so they need to be able to to self-cater so to have that kitchen really spot on just put yourself in the shoes of the holiday of the guest rather as a holiday home my mum comes my mum and dad they come here every year to visit me they always stay in a holiday rental (laughs) every year my mum has a complaint or other about what what's not in the kitchen Um, and actually the other day I I read this very funny article about there were like 19 complaints from British holiday makers and one of them I mean this is completely over the top I don't suggest everyone go out and buy one but one one guest had said oh I was disgusted there was no egg slicer in any drawer in the kitchen (laughs) now that's a bit out there not everybody would (laughs) so yeah just just be be, just you know make sure that everything you would want to have in a home is there for your guests yeah I think that's such such important advice so Louise thank you so much for your time today I've really I've really enjoyed chatting to you it's been great fun and the subject itself has been one that needed chatting about and has hopefully been very very informative for people people listening and and wanting to make sure that they are catering in the best way possible for whoever visits yeah so if anyone listening would like to read it, reread the things that we've chatted about yeah. today, you can head on over to holidayletsuccess.com and I will make sure that I link through to Louise's full article on this subject. And of course, from there, you'll be able to read a lot of Louise's articles, which are extremely useful for holiday homeowners. And of course, focusing on the Spanish market. So if you are thinking about purchasing overseas, Spain and the information that Louise gives you about Spain, it will help you make your mind up because there's so much information in there. It's a great destination. (laughs) Yeah, it's certainly a lovely place. And and you said you've been living there for 14 years, so they've got to be doing something right. I'm supposed to be here for a year. Oh my gosh, that, that, that's a serious overstay. <laughs> oh, but it sounds like you've really found your, your niche, your home, and great to hear. Nice. Yeah. Okay, Louise, thank you so much for your time right, today. Thank um, you so much, Elaine. It's been lovely. You're, you're welcome. I've really enjoyed it. Um, can you tell us how people would get in touch with you before we go? Yeah, um, well, they can, they can either go to our site um, at www.spain-holiday.com dot com or um, they can email me directly which is louise at spain hyphen holiday dot com fantastic and of course i'll link everything up in the show notes at holidayletsuccess.com so louise enjoy the rest of your day and you. i will hopefully get to chat to you again in the future maybe next time over in spain we'll fantastic. have to go for coffee i would love yeah, it <laughs> vice versa we'll, we'll we'll do an interview with you elaine you can I'd love some to. tips that would be excellent I'd love that. That'd be great. I'd be, I'd be nervous, but that'd be great. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> All right, Louise, we'll say goodbye. Thanks again. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Bye now. Bye. Hello again. 
I was just so good chatting to Louise. I loved speaking to her. I loved finding out about this subject and how we can attract whatever diverse population, whatever type of person to our holiday homes. And it ultimately is about ensuring we are offering top class service for every single guest that arrives at your home vetting, checking, making sure that uh, you're inviting people into your home that fit you and making sure that your personality has already shone through in your description, in your listing, so that people like you are, are drawn to you initially anyway. Louise offered some amazing information for us as holiday homeowners, aside from uh, the, the gay-friendly accommodation subject that we've just been chatting about and just to reiterate four important pieces of advice that she always teaches through the blog rental buzz to all of her holiday home owners and this is across the board it's not just spain or spanish holidays it's all vacation rentals holiday let properties whatever they are wherever they are and that is number one build the dream people are coming on holiday they're looking for a holiday they're not looking for a property The dream is the first thing. The property fitting their requirements is the second thing. So build that dream. Talk about the area. Talk about what is going on close by and what the main attractions are of your location. Number two, always be available. Welcome your guest if at all possible. But always be available on the phone and email throughout their stay and most importantly in the build up to their stay. Number three, home from home. Don't be allowing people to arrive in your holiday home and then not be able to behave the same way and have as much as they would have at home. So just ensuring the kitchen is really well equipped. The bedding is great. There's really good Wi-Fi. So number four, photos of the home and of the location and make sure the photos are incredible. Louise really, really reiterated this. And as if we need any further information on how important photos are, Airbnb, the really huge worldwide company that operates in 190 countries, when they first set up, they were ticking over but not really doing anything amazing. They started to look at why this was. They sorted out their photos. They realized the photos weren't great. They went to every single property that they had on their listings and re-photographed. Within the space of less than a month, they doubled their turnover. They doubled the amount of bookings. And now they're worth 10 billion. So... That's how important photos are. And as another point, which really came across in our interview and really in everything that I have found out in my journey in the holiday let industry, another pointer is to find your property's brand, your USP, your unique selling point. So if you're near the beach, make sure that your property is advertised as a beach location or for surfers if you're near golf courses think about advertising to golfers if you're in a really good walking location make sure that it's talked about make sure you talk about all the walks close by if you've got a large property with lots of bedrooms could you advertise it to a family make sure it's really equipped for families 
really have a think about what you can offer niche down or niche down, however you want to say that word, and make sure your property is known throughout all of your listing for that one thing that makes it stand out above all the rest. Well, thank you for listening and I will really look forward to chatting to you again in the near future. You can head on over to holidayletsuccess.com, reread all of Louise's um, information that she gave us in the show notes and you can link through to her website Rental Buzz. If you're thinking about buying in the Spanish market, it's a great place to start. She really knows her stuff and it comes shining through in that blog. So thank you so much for listening. If there's anything you would like me to address in an upcoming show, head on over to holidayletsuccess.com, bob onto the contacts page, send me through a message with the question you want answering, and we'll address it in an upcoming show. Make sure you include the name of your property and I will give you a shout out. Really looking forward to speaking to you again soon and thanks for listening.